depression Well you can shop for spreading love But on a wealth obsession Money can't help you see the light In the end you can't buy yourself a Porsche when you're dead Well mama said that I don't gotta be Part of the world to truly love Pray for a difficult life To live and rise above it This is the time I'm asked So let's be tasted So let's do everything we can Before I Okay, so we're back with the Juby Take. Uh, I'm Steve. I'm Adam. I'm Heather. Oh, and Heather's with us tonight. First timer. We're excited. Our Super excited. S- our second executive producer is with us. Yeah. And we're going to talk about television tonight. Mm. It's a very broad topic. It is. There's going to be multiple uh, episodes with television as, as the main theme. It's a lot to talk about, yeah. There is. There's... So many different perspectives. Ooh, okay, we're getting man. started early. There we go. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to start off with what our individual memories are of television. When we started watching, what we watched, and what did we think about it at the time? The very first time we turned on a television or saw well, a television? No, 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 no. The 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 first memories you have of watching something, whether it's laying with Taz on the floor, watching cartoons with your brother. You know what? I have, I have the exact memory of, of television. So let's start with Adam. I know exactly where I'm going with this now. Okay. I, I, you can talk about cartoons I watched cartoons all growing up. It was amazing. Loved it. Power Rangers as much as I could watch. That wasn't, um, you know, a band, I remember you guys didn't exactly like Power Rangers at some point in time. There was too much PR, as, as it was said. GB lexicon. Yeah. Once again, that's a memory that we don't share. Really? We always, yeah. I mean, we bought you Power Ranger stuff. No, I, 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 as a kid, I remember. I, I was not, there was times where I was not allowed to watch Power Rangers because there was, you thought we were going to emulate what was going on in those shows. Well, That's we, a very good memory, Adam. That's correct. Yeah. So, uh, but I will say that the one thing that really sticks out to me as probably one of the more positive uh, TV memories, so it's first TV memories, was... Um, coming to the foot of the bed with the family, um, everyone into the, in the in parents' room, uh, and watching whose line is it anyway? Ah, uh. <laughs> and 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 watching that when when Drew Carey took over the show and and Wayne Brady was there with Ryan Styles and Ryan Styles, oh, my man. favorite. Uh, it, just so many laughs, so many good memories. Um. You know, it was something that we all brought us together. And I think that's something that TV does to some families. You know, it can kind of give them a family time where they go and they watch a show and it gives them something that's, you know, in common. And a lot of families, you have different personalities. You have different. I really liked the kids watching television that spurred their creativity and curiosity and playfulness. So... Not only was it fun and, and interesting and cheek-hurting, belly-aching laughter, but it was somewhat educational. And uh, 
Yeah. Spoke to my inner thespian. I think it was proper too. I think that it was inner thespian. <laughs> See, now we brought on somebody that's just raising the bar here for us. Right. There's there's some thought put into that. That's wonderful. It's the Diet Coke. Mm. Wow. Okay. Well, we're all drinking Diet Coke. I'm busting out <laughs> the vocabulary here. <laughs> so, and it brings up an interesting thing in the Juby household. There has always been a TV yep. in the parents' bedroom, and yep. there has been a lot of shows watched with people laying across the bed watching different shows. So I don't know if that speaks to the camaraderie that we had as a family or the laziness that we had as parents that's for someone else to judge but that's that's a great memory yeah that was that was the one thing i i definitely remember uh um that brought us together and uh, again i think it was something that was um you know a family show that everyone could enjoy and uh i think that's the part that really stood out to me was that everyone was having such a good time together so I think, I think that that's what brings me to a lot of shows, you know, when you're able to communicate to the people around you about that show and talk about it and spit back ideas and what you think is going to happen next. And I think that's uh, that's a really cool perspective on TV. Oh, God. Two in a row. Love it. Setting a record this one. I hope so. Mm hmm. So that's, you know, that that's some really good points because, you know, that's the, the entertainment that's been brought into our living rooms and bedrooms that has become so popular and so much a part of so many people's lives. Right. So, Heather. Boy, my memories of television roll back to the days with no remote control, um, very heavy. When the color got a bit questionable mom ran down to albertson's to buy a new tube to put in the back to bring the Man. color back yeah yeah you had to buy parts for your tv you had to buy tubes for the color what the heck yep. what is that it was not on all of the time it's <laughs> that's different it's the device <laughs> yeah. that brought me the wizard of oz the sound of music um new year's eve with guy lombardo uh, the ramblin rod show which was a local after-school cartoon show that had a live audience of children and a daily smile contest. Now, and yes, I am a winner. Yeah, I was going to ask you. Smile contest. Weren't, weren't you on that? And and I was with my brownie troop. That's wonderful. And and the smile winner. I was. No wonder I fell in love with you. Well, yeah, it was. Uh, it was very different than it is now. A lot more physical. You had to actually get up and turn the channel but it wasn't difficult because there were only three and then a few years later there was four and we were very excited about that so at the time it was exciting i mean it you know these days if you, you told someone they had to get up to turn the channel they might look at you a little strange and funny and say why but back then i'm sure it was very i mean it's a cool to have a something in your living room that was going to give you an insider scoop to the rest of the world and all you had to do was get up and change the channel that was it that's really a, a generational difference my millennial son yes so you what generation would you fall under let's see according to wikipedia i'm a gen xer gen xer 
So both of our executive producers are Gen Xers. I don't know what we've done. But anyway, moving on from that, it's interesting that, uh, you know, changing the channel, limited channels. What are the things do you remember about TV? Like Adam was, was referring to, it was primarily a group activity. It was a rare day when I watched TV by myself, maybe if I was a little bit older, you know, maybe 9, 10, 11, and homesick from school. And then I would watch Perry Mason. And I kept turning to the channel of The Young and the Restless because I thought it was The Young Wrestlers. <laughs> but they didn't do that kind of wrestling. Oh, yeah. Different just, kind of wrestling in that show. It, it, was, it was very exciting. It was not... It was definitely an entertainment device, not so much of a companion device that I think it is today. Oh, okay. Yeah. More so nice. so More Perry Mason, that was a black and white show. Absolutely. Man. Yes, it was. Perry, Della, the other guy. The other guy. <laughs> nice. Uh, oh, see, now somebody's got to get their phone going because we need to know. All right, who's the other guy? Um, he was the PI. Paul, okay. I think his yeah, name it was, was. Yeah, it was Paul. But so, I don't remember. I'm going to so check, we're that, gonna, out. I'm so gonna check Steve, that out, Steve. But. So, so oh. Steve, what is your like standout memory of TV? Maybe first standout memory. Okay, here's my question. Okay. How old were you when the TV first came out? Well, that's an interesting question because my other job, other than being on a podcast, is being a history professor for my grandson. So, nice. So I've, I've, I've done some... Uh, research and it's interesting the television dates back to the 20s the concept but it really didn't become popular and affordable for households until into the 50s yeah so people couldn't afford tubes well yes there were (laughs) a lot of tubes but and and i don't know if this is an actual memory or an amalgam of, of conversations that I had with my parents and family. But I do have this thought in my head that when we lived in Richland, Washington, which is where I was born, and I was very young when we left there. I was three, four years old. But I do remember that, or at least I think I remember, <laughs> our neighborhood, we were the first ones to have a TV. And again, this may be something that I was told. Yeah, right. I'm sure it was. <laughs> but we would wheel the TV out to the front porch. Oh. And the neighborhood would kind of come around and, and, and sit in the front yard and watch this TV, which was such a new phenomenon. Whoa. And so your house became the theater. It, it, yes. With a probably a 13-inch black and white fuzzy-looking picture. That people were watching things they had no interest in watching or it was just something else on TV. Or? Exactly. Who knows? I mean, it was, it was just new technology. That's what was there. And, you know, that thought has always been in my head that, you know, sharing it with the neighbors, you know, and this would have been in the late fifties. Well, that's taking it to a whole new level as far as bringing people together. I mean, that's bringing a neighborhood together. So my, you know, my recollection of TV is pretty much the history of TV. <laughs> that's where the, you know, the old guy chimes in with that. But, you know, the, my recollections are of, you know, black and white TV, of virtually nothing on, very limited. Uh, it's, it's interesting that there's different things that have happened in history that 
that I kind of relate to TV. Um, I was in the fifth grade, which makes me nine, ten years old, when JFK was killed, when John F. Kennedy was killed. And it happened on a Friday, I remember, and I was in the fifth grade. And, and we went home that day. And it, it, it's hard to understand when you're that age, really, the, the magnitude of, of that event. And one of my recollections is that weekend, that's all that was on TV. The three channels, like Heather mentioned earlier, there wasn't a lot of, of options. So everything, as it should have been at the time, because the president had been assassinated, was nothing but coverage of, of that event. And as a, a kid of that age, I just remember by Sunday, it just, I'm like, there's nothing else on. And it was raining outside because it was Newport, Oregon, and it always rained outside. Right. I mean, rightfully so. I mean, that, that doesn't really happen every day. But, that you know, the television, I relate that event to television and, and all of the coverage and, you know, John John's little salute and, and all of those things. And, and it, it meant more to me that that event later in life, once I knew more about him, but television was a key part. Well, it just, it's, it's, it's how I related to that. Yeah. You know, those are my memories of that. And, you know, all of the other things, again, there were remotes in, in a lot of households. Certainly there was a remote in, in my household long before we had one that was functional because I was the remote. <laughs> so, absolutely. you know, and while you're up changing the channel, you know, get me a beer. Thanks, well, thanks Dad. Um, and well, you carried that one on. You know, I remember, I mean, the shows that you remember, there's just so many different shows. And well, I think that you, you know. What was your favorite? Oh, well, I couldn't possibly say. What uh, couldn't you miss? As a, as a child? Yes. As a child, there wasn't anything that, that I couldn't miss. TV wasn't really that important. As I mentioned in earlier episodes, you know, I was up and out of the house. You know, it was an outside time. Yeah. Did you look at it as an entertainment vehicle or something that just brought you the news well when i was young you know it wasn't necessarily the news it was a novelty it was it was there to watch but it never kept me inside there was never a day certainly in the summer where i would stay inside to watch tv when i could go outside nice I think it's, it's transformed you know uh it maybe it can relate it even further down the line these days when you're watching television you're watching it from a lot of different media sources. You know, you're watching it from, you can watch it on cable, then you can watch it from Netflix. You know, I personally have worked for Netflix. Uh, and when I worked there, I felt like there was, well, I mean, the feedback I got basically was there wasn't a lot to watch. Um, you know, there wasn't a lot of things you could sit there and maybe watch it for a couple of days and you've watched everything that's you wanted to watch on, on there. And so after that, it became something that was just, Nothing that was too excited, nothing that was pulling you towards Netflix, but it was an option. I think that, you know, kind of relates to what you're talking about. It's just, you know, if you don't have the content, then, you know, people aren't drawn to it. Well, I think that it's really become a, a different vehicle now than, than what it was. When when I was young, you know, we're talking about in the 60s, again, if we want to move forward, you know, Newport, Oregon, as Heather was saying earlier, the same thing in Portland, because we got the cable feed from the Portland channels and you had CBS, NBC, ABC, and one independent, which was channel 12 KNPT. And so there was, well, and PBS, well, and always PBS. Right. So I guess we had four and then a fifth came along. Right. Right. So, 
you know, again, you're, you're very limited with what you can watch. That's why it's, it's always amazing to me when, when people go, you know, oh my God, there's nothing on TV. Uh, no, you, you have a thousand <laughs> channels in front of you. What do you mean? Exactly. You know, plus all the other things we're talking about with Netflix and Hulu and, right. and Amazon. I remember though, and Heather had mentioned that, that her mom would head off to the store to get a new tube to try to fix the color. Uh, the thing that I remember is that you would, you had a selector and it was a mechanical selector. Nothing was digital or nothing was electronic back then. And so you would, you would select and there were 13 channels on the selector. Was a dial similar to something on a washing machine or a dryer? Exactly. And so you would select the channel and behind the selector, there was a, a rotating little disc and it was the fine tuning because you would select that channel and then you would fine tune it. So there was, yeah, there, I remember playing with one of these as a child as like a, just something that was there. And I was just like, what is this? It's, it was very interesting to, well, we always set up a nostalgia room for you guys. So you could play with old technology. <laughs> so set that's up the right way. That's something we did as parents that appreciate uh, that. Yeah. we still, you know, Good looking out for us. Yeah. It was important. But the fine tuning, and then of course there was also the color controls because you you had the three color mix. So it was always fun to go to somebody's house because different people had different ideas of what they thought was good color. And since it wasn't set and it was adjustable, you would go over to one person's house and the faces were all red. And you'd go to someone else's house and the greens would wouldn't be green. They'd they'd be kind of bluish green. Yeah. And you could adjust that into anything that you wanted to. Just what and people wanted to look at. Exactly. Unless it was black and white, like Perry Mason. Yeah. With along with Della, he was joined by the PI Paul Drake. Paul Drake, see. Played by William Hopper. William Hopper. Yep. Who was in uh, a number Perry of movies Mason. at at the time, but he was he was the PI. So now that's our, our executive producer on the phone checking with. Those are which, actual which facts, web, ladies and gentlemen. Which website are you on there? IMBD, I'm sure. That would be, yeah. It's. Uh... Okay, so she just nailed that one. That was that was great. So Paul Drake. So there's there's just different shows that that come to me over the years that that, okay. that have been. Perry Mason is a big one. I mean, Perry Mason. I love. Never Perry even Mason. heard of it. But I mean, obviously, there's a a lot of things I haven't heard of. So right, it, being the millennial it was the great grandfather of Law and Order. Okay, all right. The first crime crime scene investigation. Well, he the was great a thing the great thing about Perry Mason is he would always get the perpetrator of the crime to to confess on the stand. So with Perry Mason, it it was always very interesting for me, and and uh, I loved Raymond Burr. And the show had structure and the police detective who was always wrong, but he was so good about it at the end because he just loved the fact that they were able to catch the actual criminal. Didn't well, matter. He was also the eye candy on the show hey, for the women, I guess. That's, that's, and Della, yeah. you know. Um, you mean Paul Drake? Yeah. Oh, okay. Not Raymond I was, Burr. No, because what I was talking about was the, the police detective and he was just a little squat short ugly guy oh him oh okay right I'm and sorry. he was he was always so magnanimous after being proven wrong he was good with that mm. he wasn't eye candy too 
No. I don't even remember him. No, he was, he was not. <laughs> I'd find a picture of him, but there isn't one. So, so Sorry, diff- if you're his family member. Again, and if you're listening. Oh, yeah, good, if you're listening. <laughs> good for gosh, you. Gosh, thanks, and share this with your friends. <laughs> <laughs> Tell everybody you know. But there's been different shows over the years that... Okay, so on that, what are some shows today that, um, well, I'm actually going to bring this to Heather. Uh, what are some shows today that, that stand out to you that you really enjoy that um, you can't miss? Well. I know you want, you pointed one out to me earlier. Steve and I have been married for a few years, and we have developed um, a bedtime routine. Don't worry, folks, this is G-rated. And we like to watch television shows. Now I know all of the experts say don't participate in electronic device activity before going to bed, but these really are precursors to us falling asleep and I don't really think we can sleep without them. And one of them is every single night, the first show we watch before we go to sleep is Big Bang Theory. Now we watch these on syndication. We've seen every episode probably at least five times. We are up close and personal with these characters. We quote dialogue. We wonder how they're doing. Are we ever going to see Hallie, Bernadette, and Walla Woods' baby? I don't know. But it's, but it's Big Bang Theory, I love. To it's, have that kind of connection to a show, clever, though. It is clever. It is funny. Somewhat stereotypical. But I love the humor in it. And I also love the humanity in it. And rarely are there social issues brought up it's it's just it's really pure entertainment i don't think that's I've all ever, it is it doesn't make a statement yeah i don't think i've ever heard anyone talk about big bang theory and not truly enjoy it i mean even to the point where they love it i, I really haven't heard anyone talk bad about that show and i think you know everything that i've watched with it i mean it's the characters are easy to connect with um i think there's a character for everyone i think there's uh like you said the the humanity to it to the you know you are able to see how it relate to to your life and um but just the characters are great and well it, it gave nerds a voice yeah it made them cool right no and that's you know that's very true there is there is a group of shows that we watch and we will listen to the you know, the theme music for the Big Bang Theory and we will bang and we will, you know. Oh, yeah. I know it has to be sang. That's one thing. And then we have history with that. We used to do the same thing with Friends. Yeah. For years, Friends was one of the shows we watched. I'll be there for you. We used to always pound our feet at the end and when they were in the the fountain with the rain. Yeah, we would shake and do different things. So. Get involved. Yeah, there's, there's, You're part of the show at that point. Yeah. There's always been a I connection. I find it amazing how I build a rapport and a relationship with these fictional characters. Yeah. We talk, like ab- we talk about Penny and Sheldon and um, Howard and Raj and Leonard. Like they're real people. Like they, like there was something that you you had went and they were your friends and something happened that week and you needed to talk to your significant other or whoever about how interesting that was. Well, one thing that I find amazing right now is that it, it's a timeless show because for a while, Amy and Sheldon have been playing this great game called Counterfactuals. And 
with some things going on in our political arena right now across America, we see the game of counterfactuals being played by real people. I find that absolutely amazing and such foresight by the developers of the show. How did they know? And oh my gosh, how can they win and end the game? Well, once again, we're not a political show. No, we are not. But I understand. I think that's funny. You know, one of the... (laughs) <laughs> one of my favorite stories um, and, and relating to different shows that you watch and Big Bang Theory being one of them is there was a period of time where uh, Zachary was working for Aztec. was the company that I worked for. And he was working on the back of one of the pothole trucks. And there was a project going on in Tucson. And about the third day that they were down there that week, I got news that uh, Zach had not gone to work he was in the hotel because he was sick and my response was do you want me to have james who is his supervisor come by and sing soft kitty to you would that make you feel better and if anybody that watches big bang theory they'll know what i'm talking about can we do it on three no one Uh, all right we can't sing soft kitty i don't see why not but it's already passed so we're gonna go past it no no we can do it Soft kitty, warm kitty, little ball of fur. Happy kitty, sleepy kitty, purr, purr, purr. Okay, and we apologize for that. And, hey, and I, I was. I, I just I want to apologize specifically because I think I was the instigator there. You were. Totally. I was past it. You know? I I'd, brought it back and I needed I, to have it happen. And I'm, I'm glad I'd that gotten I did. all of us past it. So. There are, you know, there have been a lot of shows over the years that I think that we've all, you know, enjoyed, identified. I think everyone's connected to some show. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, the idea. And and for a long time, I think the idea was floated that if you if you didn't watch TV, then you were somehow more intellectual, that you were deeper, that, oh, I don't watch TV. TV drains the intelligence from and, you or and, something. Yeah, you know, don't sit too close because it'll you'll go blind. Right. There were so many different things like that. And it always killed me because I love television. I love the entertainment. Really? I love the things that, you know, we have shows that we're passionate about that we really love that I can't wait until they're on. I think the reality of it is that not, it, that, that TV or shows and watching those things will... M- do those things to you but it takes you away from the other things you can be doing and it takes you away from life and experiences and you know you sit there and you just worry about what's next to watch on your couch as opposed to thinking about where you're going and what you're going to do next and and you know um even having more you know conversations with the people around you I think that it takes that away. And I think that that's what, you know, really uh, uh, TV has created. And I totally agree with that, but I would, I would not necessarily lay that on the doorstep of TV. I think that TV is entertainment. It's entertainment in the home. And, you know, we can talk and we will talk in other episodes about all of the, the different things that have happened from, from, you know, the VHS and your first opportunity to actually record something in your own home, to be able to bring a movie home and play it to DVDs, to 
the DVRs and being able to record everything. To video games. Video games and video game systems and all of those things. And again, these are all great topics and we will explore those in other episodes. I think if, if, if television keeps you from doing something, then that's not on television, that's on the individual. But more of a challenge now is the phones and the other different devices where, you know, if, if TV's on, everybody's watching the TV, but you can sit in a room with four other adults and they're all on their phones doing whatever they're doing on their phones. They're in their own little room almost. Exactly. And so many different devices that are out there now that take our attention Yeah, and keep us from communicating and keep us from you know, sharing thoughts and at least a TV show is going to bring everyone watching the same thing. And yeah, bring I mean, everyone together sporting events. So we have a long history of, of watching, you know, duck games and, and, and it's, it's always been a very social event, you know, for us, it's, it's always been, you know, a lot of people coming over and having a lot of fun and not everybody that came and watched were duck fans, but right. you know, that's was the reason that, that we were watching. I, I think it's interesting, depending on the generation, what your memory is of TV, the equipment itself, and just the fact that it had been invented. When I was younger, I couldn't imagine not having a TV, not having it there to watch, to participate in with my life. I remember the onset of cable TV, MTV. I remember when VCRs came out and being able to go to the video store, rent a movie and a VCR so you could take it home and watch it. You could rent VCRs? Oh yeah. Absolutely. They were oh, yeah. they were huge. They were they were like huge electronic typewriters. And that's how you watched many movies when you were younger. By renting a VCR. Yes, that's how you how watched How expensive was renting a VCR? Oh, it was just a few dollars. It wasn't expensive. You could get a movie in a VCR for under $10. Okay. Yeah, and it was a big These black days, bag. that's nothing. 10 bucks, I'll do it right now. But then, was that expensive? Yes. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it took some thought. But again, a lot of what we're talking about, too, is, is where your family, uh, in the case of when we were young, and later, you know, where you were financially. And... You know, if if you could afford you know afford a a VCR, then you didn't have to rent one with a movie. But VCRs, just like all technology, when they first came out, you know, a VCR was a thousand dollars, right? And then eventually it got to the point where they were forty nine dollars, and you know, then it was DVDs. And it, it's funny because you go back and look, and if if you look at the first TV that everybody was so excited about, the one that we hauled out onto our front porch to show the neighbors and you looked at that and you would go, this is horrible. I can't watch this. And the evolution through, you, you pull out an old movie now, a VHS, and we do still have a VHS DVD combo machine in the bedroom. And you look at this and go, how did anybody watch this? this the, the, the quality is horrible. I challenge you guys right here on the podcast. Uh-oh, gauntlet thrown. I want you guys for the next week to watch a VHS movie every night. Well, we can't. We don't have, we only have a You don't couple. have VHS movies? No. You got rid of them? Oh, yeah. What the heck? You have VHS player. Okay, what do you mean? We, well, we've shared them with 
your sisters oh, so your nieces on. and nephews can watch things things like the buttercream gang sounds familiar oh yeah it was a favorite yeah the old ones you know we marie has some okay you're listening manda thinking about you the buttercream gang oh yeah but the vhs that we still have uh, there's a christmas valley tape with my brother brothers and and cousins okay so maybe we took maybe this challenge isn't as our wedding and one of the the most important ones we have is we have an original copy of zipping the space loop which was a stage performance by none other than heather okay and you have to watch this so You've seen it before. And I'm sure I've seen it live. You saw it live. You saw it live many times. I'm sure. But we'd have, we have a VHS copy of that performance. So what are you saying here? That you have a half a week's worth of VHS that you can watch? Or what is... Maybe three days. Okay. Less than half a week. All right. All right. Between now and the next podcast... Correct. There we will look at all of those three tapes and report back to you. Perfect. That's all I wanted. Actually, a, a better exercise was to be to make you make you watch them. Well, I mean that's just that's just rude. But the quality, the the thing it's is, history. is, is the quality <laughs> is by the standards of today, right? Is really bad, and it's you know, funny. Then it goes to DVD, and then you know HD, right? TV these days, and so now you know all of a sudden, I just remember watching sporting events and. It goes from kind of a blur. You're making out that blur. It's just, I, I know it's a Yankee player, but I'm not sure which one. Yeah. You know, two crisp lines on, you know, looking at a football helmet. And all like, of a sudden. I'm pretty you, sure that there's a sweat droplet that just went into his mouth right there. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing the difference. And it's hard to go back in any point in technology. You know, go back to a flip phone. You know, go back to the old gaming systems when you were young. And I can go back to even, you know, the Atari. Atari, yeah. And, you know, Missile Command. and, and I, I mean, and I played them. I, I wasn't there when they came out. I, I remember them being there. I, You know, it's funny. You were talking about the comparison of watching TV, you know, with VHS and, and that compared to now with HD and, and that. But comparatively with video games, it's it's really, really hard to go back and play a video game Oh, it's hard to go back with any technology. That's that was back in the day. As a you know, if you are someone that's been playing video games for a while, and you know you're used to today's video games, you go back and it's uh, hard. Well, when it comes to when it comes to electronics, it's very hard to be nostalgic. Yeah, there are some things in life that it's fun to go back and to enjoy some things from the past. And, you know, kind of try to relive them or, or at least experience them. And technology is not one of those things. Because at all. It's just difficult. You don't look back at one of those huge phones that people have, the first cell phones, you know. and you're The just brick, like, yeah. You're like, man. I wish was, I had my one of those. That yeah. was interesting. I want to I wanna bring that back. You know? no, no, there's, you know. Or a phone that was attached to the kitchen wall and had the long cord that you could go through the whole house portion of your house and and people had to duck under earth all of a sudden you had this uh line of limbo that was going through the only thing that that and i mentioned this i think last night we were watching something on tv the one thing that that you wish you could go back to with technology is the flip phone the flip phone was very dramatic 
click. Exactly. I mean, you were just, if you were done, you hung up, you clicked it, you know, you look at movies and it just like, it was a dramatic pause. It was, oh, the calls ended. And there's nothing like that now. When you have a smartphone, you know, pushing a button to end a call, not the same. It's funny because I, I just recently have been watching Justified. And it's it seems like they don't even know what a smartphone is. I think there's two characters that have a smartphone and everyone else has a flip phone. And it just it's I think it's totally for dramatic effect. They it just is. they they're they're the bad guys. And very- as soon as they get done with a phone call, it's about killing someone. It needs to be just dropped. The dramatic slamming of the phone is is a lost art. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The hang up. Well, and that was the problem with the princess phone. Because back in those days, you slam the receiver down on the phone, in the cradle, you were making a statement. The princess phone was just simply pushing a button to end the call, and you lost the same thing. So this, I guess, has been going on for quite a while. Yeah, totally. Mm. Well, obviously, TV has had a big, uh, big impact. I think on the on the world and our lives, and in different ways. Uh, obviously from when it first came out to having to buy tubes to sitting at your parents' bed, you know, watching shows to bring the family together. I could live without TV. I choose not to. Oh, I I thoroughly enjoy TV. I, I love watching shows. I love when new shows come out. And, you know, we really didn't get into a lot of, of our favorite shows. We kind of started with that. But there are so many good shows out there that are just thoroughly enjoyable. I like the feel-good shows. Yeah. I really don't like the the shows. And again, this is a conversation that Adam and I have had in the past with the shows that kind of go too dark. Walking Dead is is one of the ones that we've had discussions about yeah. that, you know, when they start going too dark and they start letting the, the bad guy go a little bit too far. But, you know, again, these are these are all things that in later episodes, you know, we'll have an episode about what you should watch. I think that we're going to we're going to put that together that you totally. know whether it's because now the emergence of of Amazon along with Netflix and Hulu and and I mean, there's websites you can go to to watch any show. I mean and really I mean but the original programming that they have now. Yeah. Which you know they didn't have in the past. They were just basically like you were talking about when you first worked at Netflix and people called in and said you guys you know what you're not worth it. You got nothing. Right. All and, the time. And it was simply because there was just regurgitation of, of old shows. But now they, you know, shows, you know, like House of Cards and Orange is the New Black has, has always been. Weeds. Oh, no, that was on Showtime. Sorry. Oops. That was a good one. Though. Oh, what's that one that Bloodline. we Bloodline. What's that one that we watch on Netflix with uh, Ashton Kutcher and. The Ranch. Ranch. Oh, The Ranch. That's a good one. That's coming out here in another couple of weeks. Very good. And again, you know, we will have other conversations. But part of the problem with Netflix is... Deborah Winger. Well... She's on the ranch, not Netflix. Well, the ranch on Netflix. Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) No, it's fine. It is the discipline it takes with Netflix and new shows because you have a tendency, and this is a fairly new uh, term, is binge. To binge. So you have a whole season that comes out and the ranch will come out and we'll watch it we could watch it in a day. Right. You know, because we're retired and we got nothing else to do. We got but, that time. But you can binge these shows where it's parsed out to you on, on other channels where you have one each week. 
And it's really hard with a really good show not to binge because when one's over, you want to watch the next one. And then all of a sudden the season is done. Right. Well, that brings us to an entirely new question. Too commercial or not too commercial? Do you DVR everything? I think that depends on what. And fast forward through the commercials like I do. I can't stand commercials. I've had I've had or do you watch them conversations live? about that. Do you watch them live? And I'm sorry, shout out for the uh, high score word parsed. That oh. was nice, Steve. Oh. Thank, well, you. thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. There you go. Yeah. We need a point system going on here. For we the should. That, that's, that's at least nine points right there. I don't know. I don't know. Nine. That might be high score of the, of the, the podcast. Uh, but interesting commercials, and that's the, the change the DVRs have made because it, now it gives you an option of fast-forwarding through commercials. And I don't think we've seen the full effect of what that's going to do to television. And because, you know, obviously commercials... Television made its money. Convert, you know, commercials are, are the lifeblood of, of television. And if everybody's fast-forwarding through them, then they really kind of lose their effect. Totally. Well, it now behooves the advertising world to make them more interesting, more entertaining, people more apt to watch. It you know becomes more of a of a challenge to make an everyday commercial, you know, come more up intriguing. more intriguing and give you the feeling of watching the Super Bowl and waiting to see what the Budweiser horses are going to do this year. Yeah. That's very true, but honestly, we don't watch them to see if they're good. For our recorded shows, we fast forward through them. So they could be really funny, fun commercials. We wouldn't know. Yeah, we're just skipping right we've, through them. we've already went through them. Yeah. So, I mean, people pay today to not watch, you know, commercials or have commercials on their music stations, you know, when it comes to Pandora or Spotify. Oh, Spotify like wants $9.99 a month so you don't have to listen to yeah. them. Yeah, $12 pe- actually. Yeah, people, oh are willing, people are willing to pay that to not have commercials. Yeah. And like we talked about, the, you know, the fact that, that that's the lifeblood of, of all of these things. And, of course, we haven't even gotten into sports you because know, sports, TV is what has taken sports to a ridiculous level. Right, which is what we usually, you know, communicate about. But, I, you know, one thing that a point that I wanted to bring up and is, is that, you know, yeah, commercials, you know, feed on how TV's able to survive and live and, and move it's forward. How it's financed. Right. But for me, when it comes to watching a show, uh, I think that, you know, you were mentioning it earlier when it came to the Big Bang Theory, is it kind of brings you into that world that you're able to connect with those characters and it and it's you almost forget about your reality and bring yourself into the reality of the show and how that brings peace of mind to people um and and why that has kind of helped me in times you know you, you're having a hard time in life and you want to go and, and and watch a show um but i think that that's why people don't pay for the the commercials you know and they or they do pay for for not having the commercials commercials bring you back to reality they bring you back into you know what the real world is and sometimes i like just getting involved in that in that world uh you know and binge watch and all of a sudden two hours later you know obviously you're back in the real world but you've maybe forgotten about it for a couple of hours and that's i think really well it's yeah it, it's truly an escape and i think everybody would admit to that that the television you know just like movies it takes you somewhere you know right. entertain me that's that's their job right that's what they're paying you know we're paying for 
whether it's buying a product or, or buying a movie ticket or, or whatever. Or a plane ticket. Entertain me. Plane ticket. Okay. Well, going somewhere. You have vacation. You know, you're, you're getting away from the real world. You're getting away from your everyday right. it's life. A, it's an escape. Right. Well, and entertainment is in the eye of the beholder and the individual's perspective. Ooh. All right. Yeah, it's been a while. Thank yeah, God. Thank you. Yeah. Are you parched, there. folks? Okay. So this is our first little foray into the television. Yeah. Many to come. And the in-home entertainment systems that that many of us have and love watching. And we will definitely do more on this topic. Again, I I really want to have one, uh, an episode where we're talking about, you know, you you have to watch this. You know, Brockmire, you've got to watch Brockmire. Must see TV. Exactly. And we'll do them about a lot of different topics when it comes to to television. But I think for this uh, episode, we're going to call it uh, it quits for tonight, and we definitely want to thank our executive producer, Heather, for being with us. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Adam. It's oh, really been a joy. Thank you. You've been awesome. <laughs> and it's it's been just really a great time again, and I hope everybody has enjoyed this episode. Absolutely. Uh, I just want to let everyone know that there will be more perspectives of this. The good ones, the good ones of today Point them out to me so I can come and join their reign We'll walk around this land with open hands Looking for change, we'll want to understand This progression we have at hand Humanity is killing wheat for this we will not stand I say let's progress in good contest Make conference then love our best Our onslaught of love will be at an all-time high Crashing like waves on some ponderosa pines Our love that makes no sense We who spend love at no expense We are a force of passion Create a new faction Taking action, working hard Just for the satisfactions With the abilities to shine so bright That others wanna fight Because our light is in their eyes